Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 156. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with business owners all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at the highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset that they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life. But in order to achieve this, you may need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to achieve your goals. Now, on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we are at the last episode of season five. I can't believe how quick it's gone. And despite what has been going on in the world, we have had some great guests. I think the highs for me was my conversation with Doug Morneau. I really enjoyed chatting to him and took loads of notes. It allows me, it also, these sort of episodes really help me as well being more effective on different strategies that I learn from my guests. So certainly with Doug, it was my email marketing strategies to really take a look at that. But all of our guests have been great. I have to say the ultimate high for me was to be able to invite Kate Gare and Helen Harding, my old friends, and I do say that based on time, not age, um, onto the show. These two amazing people have known me since the beginning of this amazing journey I'm on now. And, you know, from training in the therapeutic approaches to going on to the coaching strategies, you know, they've seen the highs and lows from me during that that time as well so it was really great having them on you know for the people who are listening for you guys who are listening to the show what was your favorite interview on season five whether it be the within the season five or actually within the archives as well within the past things i'd love to know what valuable lessons have the guests helped you identify work on and assist you in creating that exceptional life If you want to share with that, jump over to the Facebook page. Just jump over to Jeff Nicholson UK or email me at info at jeffnicholson.co.uk. Remember, it's the English way of spelling Jeff. That's G-E-O-F-F. I'm going to take a few weeks break for Christmas before launching season six on the 30th of December, which I will be ta- talking about the Success IQ planning strategy. Because I think more now than ever is you know, especially after the crap we've gone through in and we've all faced in 2020, 2021 needs to be about refocusing and regaining that momentum. The plan is where that must start. It is the foundation that supports you in launching and building your exceptional life. We've already got some great guests lined up and some have been recorded and are in post-production and scheduled in getting ready to um, share with you guys after the Christmas break. A little message to all of us um, this Christmas as well. Please be selfless, not selfish during this break. I know it's a time for family, but things aren't normal at the moment. Follow your country's guidelines. Don't ignore the rules. 
The reason being I'm saying this is, is your selfish act could ruin many people's Christmas and worst case lives because it is killing people. And just because it hasn't affected you or your family yet doesn't mean your acts or your ignorance don't have an effect on people around you. Just because you disagree with the rules doesn't mean you shouldn't follow them. Your community and the world's economy needs us all to be sensible and considerate. Okay, rant over. Now let's get on with the show. So my guest this week is Beth Miller. Now Beth is the founder of Executive Velocity, a leadership development and talent management advisory firm. Her executive coaching pairs with her trademark enthusiasm and energy to assist clients with their most valuable asset, their people. Through her proven approaches, Beth provides expert advice on leadership capabilities and builds succession plans for organizational continuity. Beth has also served as chair of Vistage, the most prestigious CEO and business owner peer advisory organization in the world for 13 years. As a Vistage chair, Beth facilitated peer advisor meetings and coached business owners and executives to grow and develop in their roles and careers. So welcome to the show, Beth. Oh, well, thank you, Jeff. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. Before we dive into it, can you give us a little bit of a background story of what's brought you to this point today? Okay, well, I'll give you a a very high-level version. Um, The work that I do right now that's around talent management, leadership development, I've been doing for about 15 years. And um, prior to that, I started in finance, uh, working for a, a Fortune 500 company, and then moved into... Uh, working for Coopers and Lybrand in their technology practice. And fast forward, worked with my husband. We had a accounting temporary services and consulting practice that we ran for about 10 years and sold um, in 2003. And since that time, have I've been working um, as an executive coach and advisor to small, medium-sized companies on their talent from a strategic standpoint. Fantastic. And what took you into the coaching sphere? Well, I, um, I started working with Vistage, which is a CEO membership organization um, back in 2006. And um, part of that program is, is coaching for, um, for business owners. And I really enjoyed that work. So I, I got... Um, further certified as an executive coach and um, certified in a number of assessments to help through the coaching process to identify what areas um, leaders needed to um, develop in order to become more successful in their positions. That's cool. So just before we jump into that, why do you think coach is such a valuable um a valuable tool for executives, CEOs, directors to um, business owners to adopt? Oh my gosh. Um, where do I start? It, to me, it's, it is the number one tool that um, leaders should understand um, how to have a coaching conversation um, because it will help develop their, their employees and future leaders. It's, if you, if you know how to do it properly, it, it can propel 
individuals. Yeah, it's always an interesting one because I know I've got an awful lot of friends that live um, over in the U.S. and coaching has been very much adopted in a for for a long time. And in this country, it's kind of like well, it's 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 getting legs now, but it's taken quite some time for it to to sort of be seen as a valuable tool. Um, because I think as soon as you mentioned coaching. In, in, well, certainly for a, for a long time in this country, they saw life coach, not necessarily you know, the business side. And I also think you highlighted a very good thing. It's that coaching conversation of being able to ask the right questions at the right time. Yep, exactly. And, and um, learning how to coach in the moment. You know, there's there's the coaching conversation where it's a scheduled event, but um, leaders who um, know how to coach well, they're very good observers, um, and and they know how to ask the right questions and and challenge individuals um, to to stretch themselves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we are currently in such a challenging time at the minute. Um, Hopefully, we will never, ever, ever experience anything like this in our lifetimes again. Um, but obviously, it's it's that challenging time in trying to be a leader in our in our businesses, and not only with others, but also ourselves, and how, having to deal with all of this. And you know, whether it's a range of skills from emotional intelligence to communication with your client, to your uh, team, and your clients, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, what sort of um, challenges are you seeing at this present moment in time in, in, in the business world that you're around? Um, well, the first, first thing I see as um, a challenge for, for business owners in particular is that, um, you know, they've, they've been in this for, for six months now. Um, and initially, they had to, to make some, some major adjustments. Um, and, and those that have, have made it through this far you know, they're exhausted. Um, and one of the things that I spend a lot of time with, with business leaders on is, is that self-care. You know, the fact of the matter is that if you're not caring for yourself, you cannot be caring properly for your employees. And they, they have spent a, a lot of energy on, on trying to, you know, help their employees, but help them to, like, overhelp them where they're, they're taking on all of the problems themselves versus engaging their teams to help solve the problems um, that, that face them. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the biggest lessons I try to instill in my clients is to protect the asset and they are that most important asset for the business. And then obviously they've got their, their staff. Um, what sort of um, what sort of uh, you know when when they're having that conversation and they're, they're trying to get their staff on board and they have to you know sometimes we become very selfish thinking about our own needs our own requirements and you know our families and everything else what's going on here what are um, what are some of the strategies or tips that you could share to help people have some of those engaging conversations that may be required in order to to kind of like get the ball moving. Well, I I think the one of the things that I saw leaders do early on was that they did shift their focus um, from a conversation standpoint to um, the person versus the relationship. 
um, or the results rather, and and connecting with the person to understand, you know, what's going on in their lives that potentially are going to impact their productivity and effectiveness as an employee. So the, the good ones have raised their level of awareness and built a stronger relationship with their employees. Um, but on the flip side, they haven't been doing that for themselves. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and, and I suppose it's like, it's, a, it's like everything. When you're, when you're trying to work on something and you want to create that level of success or, or whatever in, you've got to start working on you first because then it's almost like through osmosis that will naturally take place through, the, through your staff and drip down as well, won't it? Right, exactly. I, I encourage uh, leaders to schedule time in their day for themselves. And, and that might just be, you know, 10 minutes of, you know, getting out and walking in the backyard. Um, it, or it could be, you know, taking some deep breaths and, and doing some quick meditation. Uh, it's, it's what works for you. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I've started doing um, during this, this COVID world is I make sourdough bread. And, and if you would have said to me a year ago, Beth, you know, you're going to be making sourdough bread. I would have told you you're crazy. Um, but it's, for me, it is um, a soothing activity. And it, it, I only do it once a week, but it's, it's something that um, has now become part of my life. And if I don't do it, I miss it. And it's, it's taught me patience because it's a slow process. It takes like 24 hours to get a, a loaf of bread. <laughs> so so it's, um, it's what works for you. I laugh at that because a friend of mine does exactly the same thing. Um, it's his therapeutic process. Um, because as you say, it's, it's forcing you to slow down. And it's not. And I, th- I think also is, is you know, the, the, the self-care and looking, and you've talked about meditation and, and those sort of things. And it's amazing how many you know, high-powered people and high-performance high people um, are starting to move towards seeing the benefits of that. Because I think initially they look at it and go, oh, come on, you know, how can, yeah, how can closing my eyes and sitting in the lotus position, how can that fix me? But, you know, I've done over 150 episodes on this. I've done over 200, and 200 interviews. And the key things that always keep coming out, and it doesn't matter whether it's interviews for this show or whether it's personal development books, the, the common ones are self-care, good sleep, um, meditation, journaling, you know, those types of things, getting in contact with nature again, doesn't matter what it is. And I think, you know, for in one thing, I think if anyone, like in this country, we've literally locked down again for four weeks, as I was saying to you at the beginning of the show before we hit record. Um, But it also gives you a great opportunity to stop for a second and reflect on what you are doing. Because as much as the pandemonium panic that will go on in business owners' minds at the moment, we very rarely will ever get a chance to have this much space between activities. Um, 
And some people are going, you know, I've had clients going absolutely nuts because their plan's gone out the window and, you know, they're very much focused on just follow the steps. And that isn't, they're not able to do that. Now, those those people that, that are... Um, yeah change resistant are, are, are definitely the ones that are more stressed than those that um, kind of say, okay, well, this is, this is it. Um, I don't have control over what's going on um, out, in the, out in the world. The things that I do have control of, I'm going to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that. It's the fact that what you've said there is, is the things that you do have control of. Because it's that, it's that crazy space where so many of us, and it doesn't matter whether we're business owners or not, we try to control events that are uncontrollable. You know, in, in this country before it was uh, COVID, it was Brexit, and we're all panicking about all of these things. And ultimately, we have no we have no controlling force of the destination that those results are going to get. What we have to do is, is be able to control on what we can control. And what sort of strategies do you in it so put in place to, to teach people to identify what they can control and can't control? Well, um, you know, I'll ask them those questions, right? <laughs> what, you know, what can you control right now? Um, you know, a lot of times it, it has has to do with um, important relationships that they have um, that, you know, they're dealing with maybe a key employee and it's like, okay, so what, what are those things that you can control? Because you, you can't control what, what they do, right? Um, but what you can control uh, are... Um, your thoughts, you know, how you think about the situation. So, you know, how can you think about this situation differently? And, um, and then, you know, you can control your actions. So what do you need to be either doing more of or less of that's going to change the actions of that individual? Yeah. And it's, it's less of looking at it and going, I am the controlling factor. Right. It's it's um it's one of the reasons I got into stoicism uh-huh. to sort of look at that and go well you know because one of their philosophies is the dichotomy of control mm-hmm. so it's like looking at that and I remember getting taught a formula from my mentor E plus R equals O which is event plus response equals outcome okay so although we can't mm-hmm. control the event how we respond to it will determine yep. to a certain point whether it's going to be a more beneficial or limiting outcome. Yeah. Um, and I think this is what so many people do. Sometimes they don't, you know, the benefit of understanding coaching, I suppose, is also hugely beneficial. They don't put a pause on their, what their brain is saying to what needs to come out of their mouth. Right. You know, and, and, and of it, course, when you're working with your teams. Yeah. And it's, um, I think mindfulness is a really important aspect of s- slowing down. Right. If you, and, and I, you know, I've been practicing meditation. I'm a, a new practitioner um, over the last six months or so. <laughs> um, I had time. And um, <laughs> but but the funny thing is, you know, obviously I, I I I purposely chose a time of day that I could work into my schedule that would become a habit. 
And, um, and so, so it's, it's, it's more automatic now. I don't have, it's like brushing my teeth. I, I don't really think about starting to, to meditate. Um, but it's one of the things I've found because I'm very fast paced. So, so the, you know, the sourdough bread baking has really slowed me down and, and, um, the meditation has helped me become more mindful that, um, I, I'm less reactive um, when situations come up that um, weren't in my plan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And so what kind of things, do, what benefits do you see this period hopefully coming out for leaders? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, that because they've had to, to slow down and adjust, that, uh, that they've taken more time to reflect and um, reflect not just about, you know, the company and the operations, but themselves. And, you know, what have they learned about themselves that they need to continue to do um, and, and make it a habit versus, okay, we're out of, we're out of COVID now, um, time to get back to, to, to normalcy. I, I think it's it's being more more purposeful about leadership and and building those stronger relationships with people. I think those those I think that's a, a real benefit um, that we're getting from from COVID. You know, we 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 focus on all the, all the bad stuff, but um, there's there are things that um, we as as people are learning. Um, that I, I think is, is going to be helpful for us moving forward. We, you know, we're, we're, we're more grateful for the small things. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I, I know at the beginning, um, I had a lot of calls from from clients or people who I was in, if you want the um, the the conversation of um, of bringing them on board, um, who were. They were shocked to identify how little attention they were giving their loved ones mm-hmm. because they were just caught in work. You know, they, yeah. they set up their business for a very good reason to give their family and themselves a great life. And mostly it's always projected out, you know, it's to give their family the best life. But right. what they couldn't see until the gap came was how much time and energy they were putting into their work and actually not putting into the thing that they care most about. Right. And it's, and it's, the hope is, is that, you know, all of a sudden that realization is a continuous action that doesn't, as you say, just go, okay, it's gone now. Let's go back to the yeah. the thing. Because yeah. the, I think the unfortunate, the, the, the sharp bit of the knife on that is, is people will then notice it more. Yes. On the other side. Right, exactly. But, you know, like, buddy, hang on, you used to spend so much time with me, right. now all of a sudden you're disappearing. And yeah. it's, it's those sort of little soft skills that we don't take, um, we take for granted, I think is probably the way to say it. Yeah, and I, I you know, obviously, um, the longer this lasts, um, the more likely people are going to continue their, their new habits versus going back. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we are going to go to the second part of the show. This is where I will ask you a set of questions and I ask every single guest who comes on. So are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the first question is on average, how much time roughly do you dedicate to self-development a week? Including stuff on the internet, uh, probably about six, six hours. And do you have a specific modality that you prefer? Um, I do a lot of article reading. Um, I remember I said I was fast paced (laughs) and, and so, um, like, like books, I will, I'll read chunks of books and then I'll put them down and, and then I'll pick them up, you know, a month later kind of thing. Um, so, so reading and, and, um, and videos are, are generally the, the way I like to learn. Brilliant. Okay. Question number two, what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? And it doesn't have to be a traditional personal development book. Oh, you had to throw that in. Um, gosh. The, the one that comes to mind that um, resonated with me um, was the book, What Got you, got you Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. Um, it's, I, I use it a lot. Um, with with my leadership coaching um because I, I i added that bit because um one of the best books i ever read was a one um it was called south by shackleton it was shackleton's story and you think you know it was i read it because of the history and the adventure and that stuff but actually you ended up going crikey he was one hell of a leader yeah that's um it's interesting you brought that book up because um there is a vistage speaker out there who um, presents, it's all about Shackleton and his leadership. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. I know, I'm, I actually think, now I might be wrong, I might be thinking of a different one, but I've, I'm sure I've actually met one of his um, relations who does speaking um, in the UK. Yeah, I think I might be wrong. I might be thinking about someone else. Yeah, the, this this guy is, he goes by Antarctic Mike. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love some of the names that people come up with. Um, okay, number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life? Um, calm. Ah, yes, I like that one. Yeah, that's, that's what I use for meditation. Yeah, cool. And do you prefer the guided or do you, now that you're a professional after six months? <laughs> I'm not a professional. <laughs> so I do, I do um, the daily calm. Cool. Number four, what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson? And then what did it teach you? Mm. Okay. This goes back years and it, and it, it relates to a lot of what I do now. And um, it was, we, my husband and I had hired some, um, a key employee who um, was a high potential and um we did not give her enough attention and support and, and recognition. And we, we had created a great comp plan. <laughs> but as we all know, money isn't everything. And um, we lost her. And it was, a, it was a huge blow to our company. I mean, she, she walked away with a lot of business. And, um, you know, fast forward, um, I often think about that mistake because of the fact that, you know, what I do now um, 
is, you know, great leadership is so critical to, to the growth of an organization. And um, people, people leave people. They don't leave companies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know there's a, an awful lot of, um, if we look at the base of a lot of the people I've ever worked with who have started their own business, they've left because it's been, their trigger was something that happened within the organization that just went, you know what, I, I don't need to deal with it like this. I'll go and I'll go do something else. It's, it's quite interesting. Um, it's also interesting even now when I'm speaking to some people who I've known for ages doing one thing, this scenario that's going on right now was actually just gone, do you know what, I'm going to do something different. I think I'll pivot. I think I'll go and do it. It's given them that momentum pause to be able to go, well, let's see what life Let's see what life is. Um, you know, it's, it's quite interesting, really. Um, okay, question number five is, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life, and how do you manage them? You know, if you had asked that question pre-COVID, <laughs> it would have been a lot easier, um, you know, because um, I feel like I'm in a, I'm a really balanced place. I don't, you know... I've, I've got time for, for my husband and my cats and my mother. Um, I don't, I don't. If it was pre-COVID, what would you have said? Oh, I would have said I was way too involved in work and, and not involved enough with, with my family. Um, number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Expect the unexpected. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes, because this was never written in the stars, although I'm sure it was probably. But And also, um, if you think you got enough cash, double it. I think that's the biggest scary thing at the minute. It's the, it's just the fact is it's like now it's for many, many businesses, it's let's hold on and see how long we can keep a grip. And that's the, that's the scary thing. Um and, you know, in the big company, I think the other thing is, is the shopping habits possibly have completely changed, you know, online. Oh, yeah. Uh, why, why go to a store? Yeah, and I must admit, I did anyway, because um, I don't particularly like shopping. And that could be a male thing, I don't know, but I just, I hate shopping. So if I can get something delivered to the door, we're all better. Number seven, what is your different definition of success? Oh gosh, a different definition of success. You know, I think I think success now in in um, in later years is more about um, leaving that legacy to others. Yeah, and for you, what do you mean by legacy? Um, well, with the work that I do, it's it's making an impact on those, specifically the younger leaders, those, those high potentials who are, you know, just starting and, um, and you know, the, the small incremental changes I see that help are, are providing a foundation for them for their future. I like that. Um, number eight is, do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day? Now, I know we've kind of like touched on a few. We did. Um, so the other thing that I discovered, and it was before COVID, but um, earlier this year was um, Pilates. So, um, and, and I am holding my breath that 
that our state is not going to do another shutdown because my Pilates studio has been open since May. Um, but they, they've had to, you know, they've had to, to decrease the number of people in the class um, to, to be, you know, um, safe. But uh, yeah, so Pilates is, is every morning. And before I do Pilates, I, I do my meditation. And how long do you meditate for? Just 10 minutes. It's, it's, uh, I, I, when I first started Pilates, uh, certainly I've never even thought about doing Pilates. When I first started meditation, it was, no, no, I need to do it for 45 minutes because that's what, oh, and I was like, oh my God, this is like, I would open my eyes and think, that's three minutes, three minutes. <laughs> It was, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would like, and, and the, if, if you know anything about the Calm um, app, um, the, the daily one is, you know, yeah, you're meditating, but there's also a little lesson in it. Um, and I'm, all, I'm a lifelong learner, so, so I've gotten into that as well. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw in another question here that I certainly have. In fact, you're the first person I'm going to ask. Um, so don't look nervous. Um, do you, you know, do you work at home all the time, or do you have an office, or how is it? Work? No, I, no, my office is is in my home. Okay. So, um, so I, I work at home as well, and I, I, I've. I've currently, over the last sort of since COVID, started, I've got a love hate with it now because it's, it's more of a prison than a, um, than let's go to the coffee shop and do and do work. Um, do you have any strategies that you find really useful for working at home for people who may be having to do it again or even go and start again? Yeah, well, clearly a separate space. You know, and that's that's important. Um, yeah, you know, my husband works from home too, and he's he's got his own own office. So, um, and you know, that's that's really helpful. And and um, you know, for me, a routine. You know, I, I wake up a certain time of the of the morning. I go I go to Pilates when I get back, take a shower, and and start my work. And do you do you feel part of that routine is is making sure that you're not in your joggers and you're just a- yes. I, yeah, I'm dressed. Now, I'm not, I'm not dressed, dressed, but I'm, you know. She's wearing a pinstripe. Right, exactly. But I'm dressed where I could go out to, to the grocery store. Okay, okay. And do you have anything in your environment that helps you concentrate? Do you have plants or music or do you stand work or anything? It's just a normal. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm not a music person. Um, auditory is... I'm I'm very I'm more kinetic and and, and um, visual. Okay, well, um, the floor is now yours to let us know how we can find out more about you. Um, so please take it away. Yeah. So the easiest way to to find me is through LinkedIn, and um, it's Beth Arm Connect Miller. That's my maiden name, which is A R M K N E C H T. Um, there's only one of me on LinkedIn. And then um, my website is executive-velocity.com. There are a lot of free resources out there for individuals um, around hiring, leadership development, and succession planning. And you can also um, contact me uh, through that website. Fantastic. Beth, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today. Um, Just to say, finally, wishing you the greatest success. Thank you for joining me and uh, stay safe. Well, thank you, Jeff. 
So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening and it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.